on May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey there, I'm Al Roker. Welcome to my podcast, Cooking Up a Storm. Together, we're going to make the ultimate Thanksgiving meal, course by course, with help from some very special guests. For our first episode, we're turning to one of the most revered chefs of our time to tackle one of the most popular side dishes of the day. Joining us now, the one, the only, Ina Garten. Two cooks in the kitchen. Wow. You know what they say about that. Good to see you. And thank you so much. So you have a podcast. You didn't have enough to do, so you do a podcast? Ina, better known by some as the Barefoot Contessa, is the author of, I don't know, somewhere around 778 cookbooks, and the chef who truly made classic recipes cool again. Today, she's going to share one of her favorite Thanksgiving recipes, her take on mashed potatoes, Parmesan smashed potatoes. That's smashed, not mashed. Smashed. Got it? I'm Al Roker. Welcome to my podcast, Cooking Up a Storm. Ina, thanks for joining us on the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. This is my first podcast, so it is. Who, who better to have on a <laughs> cooking podcast talking Thanksgiving than Ina Garten? I'm very flattered. And actually, this recipe is from my first book, The Barefoot Contessa Cookbook. Really? It really is. I'm one of these people that when they said, oh, Ina wants to do smashed Potatoes, because yeah. I'm not a big mashed potato fan. Really? I'm not. I don't know. It's a very small circle of one. You've probably not had great mashed potatoes in your time. Uh, well, I just think the key to mashed potatoes is what you add to them mm-hmm. to make them have great flavor. So it's about the flavor, the texture. And I think two things people really miss a lot in, in almost every recipe is the salt. It needs a lot of salt mm-hmm. to give it flavor. But also it needs something with an edge. Very often it's like lemon zest or something like that. In this one, it's Parmesan cheese. It's something that's a little sharp that Mm -hmm. kind of wakes up your taste buds. But usually mashed potatoes is potatoes, cream, butter, and not enough salt. And it's boring. Yeah, they're kind of boring. So then you add stuff to it. I've got the answer to that. And and please don't say truffle potatoes. I'm not saying truffle potatoes. Thank God, because I hate truffles. (laughs) Uh, That's the other thing. I'm the only person. Smelly gym socks? Exactly. That's what I've said. They smell like feet. Why? <laughs> they so expensive. You know, you know what a truffle hunting pig can do for me? What? Be bacon. That's about it. That's all I feel. And I don't call the, the peanut, but don't call, this is, please. This is the cranky side of Alvaro. Yes, right? You know, you don't see me happy in the morning. But you know, when it comes to certain things, like everybody, I'm cranky. So you're gonna make the, the, th- the thing that you hate the most. No, because they're, they're not mashed. <laughs> no, they're not mashed. They're smashed. They're, they're, they're Parmesan smashed potatoes. So how did you come up with it? I don't know. I just thought, how can we make smashed potatoes better? Mm-hmm. So it's got great texture. It's got great flavor. Uh-huh. And I'm going to show you how to make them. Oh, well, let's do it. So, and then if you hate them, we'll make something I, else. How's that? I've never hated anything you've made. So I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm fairly confident that these are going to be fantastic. <laughs> 
Here's what you need to make Ina's Parmesan smashed potatoes. Three pounds of small red potatoes, half and half, unsalted butter, sour cream, ground Parmesan cheese, salt, and pepper. For the full recipe, check the show notes or go to today.com slash food. So, so what are we starting I, What I'm start with is three pounds of these little, um, I think they're called red bee potatoes. They're uh-huh. small potatoes. Are they kind of like the, a, a red version of like new potatoes? They're new potatoes, uh-huh. yeah. I don't know why they're called new potatoes, but professionally they're called red bee. They're small red potatoes. Red. But the red potato has like a very thin skin, mm-hmm. So, and we're not peeling them. We're going to uh-huh. leave the skin on Oh, interesting. So, which makes it so much easier. It seems to me that this recipe is actually easier than oh, mashed potatoes. so much easier. First, you don't have to peel them. Mm-hmm. Um, second, they cook very quickly because they're small potatoes. And um, and then you just mix them in a, in a mixer, which is as easy as it gets. But first, we have to boil the potatoes. I want to fill this with water. You know, I I, um, I heard that it was a podcast, but it had but they wanted um, lots of sound. So yes. I know how to do that. I can, make, I can make lots of sound in the kitchen. Oh, I make lots pots. of sounds anywhere, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, it's a four-quart container. Just big enough so you can cover it with water. Uh-huh. Wait a minute, I need salt. Oh, so you gotta put, put salt. A tablespoon of salt in. Okay. Okay. So I'm just gonna bring that to a boil until they're like until they're really tender. Really, really like, tender. like you could smash them yourself. If right. You could? Exactly. Okay. After bringing the potatoes to a boil, lower the heat, cover, and simmer for 25 to 35 minutes until tender. I test it with a skewer or a little sharp knife, uh-huh. something like that. Let's see if they're done. Yeah, perfectly tender, all the way through. If they scream, they're done. <laughs> Are you going to drain them? I'll drain gonna, them for you. You want to drain them? Sure. Okay. And they go right into that bowl. And in the meantime, I'm going to heat up one and a half cups of half and half and an entire stick of butter. Because you can. Because you can. Now, when you're heating, you know, when you say You know heat, what Julia Child said? What did she say? She said, when people say to me, I don't want to use butter, what should I use? She says, well, just use cream. <laughs> Fat is fat. <laughs> You don't want to put cold cream and butter into the potatoes, How into come? the warm potatoes, because it'll congeal the whole thing. Oh. While the half and half and butter are heating up in a small saucepan, the drained cooked potatoes go into a stand mixer. And we're going to put a... Oh, there's a paddle a attachment. Paddle attachment on it. Exactly. So this is what I do. I'm just going to put the paddle attachment down mm-hmm. and just very slowly just mix them up, so just so they break up a lot. So that's why they're called smashed. Ah. So you don't even have to puree them. So they have lots of texture. The skins are in it. So, Ina, uh, what should the potatoes look like before we get all that other stuff in? Little pieces, and you'll see the skins, and um, and then you add the milk and cream. But you don't want to puree. You don't want mm-hmm. it so smashed it's all mixed up together. So that it's mashed, not smashed. Exactly. <laughs> A fine distinction. Uh-huh. So they look better already, it, don't they? It than really regular looks, mashed yes. It's, it's got some texture. It's got texture to it. I don't yes. like mashed potatoes. I mean, sometimes you want something that's really silky and pureed, mm-hmm. but sometimes you want something for texture. Sure. And since this is Thanksgiving, we're looking for texture, yes. right? The potatoes are smashed and still in the mixer. Now, on low, slowly add about three quarters of the warmed up butter and half and half. Save the rest for later. I'm going to pour three quarters of it in, okay. just really slowly, into the potatoes, and then I'm going to fold more in if it, if I need it. Now, what's the difference between pouring and folding? Um, I'm, folding is I'm going to take it off the mixer and then uh, fold it in with a, a spatula. A spatula, okay. yeah. So, okay, so that's that. That's it. 
That's it, yeah. And and they look, they really look great. Don't they look good? Now, take the smashed potatoes off the stand mixer and fold in more cream by hand if they're too thick. You know, with the the red potato skins and they're, you know, they're pretty thin, and but there's flecks of red in there. Could you use a different potato? You could. You could actually cut up other potatoes. You could take Yukon Gold potatoes, which have a very creamy texture. I wouldn't peel them, and I but I would cut them in in small sizes. So, you know, like a large dice. And so they cook really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then you drain them and put them in the mixer and add everything else. I think what I'm always looking for that is what texture do I want something to be? When I'm thinking about a recipe, I always have an exact thing in my head, what I'm looking for. And I just keep going until I get there. If mm-hmm. I don't have something that I'm going for, it never ends. I just never, I never get there. So this is what I was looking for. If you were so inclined to uh, substitute a sweet potato. If you wanted mm-hmm. to do sweet potatoes, not necessarily this recipe, obviously, but uh, how how do you like making sweet potatoes? You know, for, for any recipe, what I'm doing is I'm taking the intrinsic ingredients and figuring out how to make them taste better mm-hmm. um, and more like themselves, actually. So my favorite sweet potato recipe is I actually bake sweet potatoes, scoop them out, put them also in the mixer and add butter and um, chipotle powder mm-hmm. and maple oh. syrup. So they're sweet and spicy. And I think they really complement the sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. which are totally different. Chipotle yeah. smashed sweet potatoes Some, is what they are. They're, sma- they're the smashed smash sweet too. potato. Because it's got texture. I love that. My mother made this dish, everybody laughs about it at the show, <laughs> uh, because of the name. It was basically a crustless sweet potato pie, but it's called sweet potato poon. And, you know, it's got crushed pineapple in it and cinnamon. And, and it, you could serve it either as a side dish or like a dessert. Yeah. Uh, but it always had uh, slightly broiled marshmallows on top. And as kids, we always thought it was funny to distract my mom uh, when she put the poon under the broiler so that it would catch Burn. fire. <laughs> it would catch fire. You know? <laughs> we thought, That's just hilarious yeah, when, when you're a kid. When you're a kid. <laughs> and to be honest, when we became adults, we still found it hilarious. <laughs> My mother, not so much, but we would always, literally, when we go shopping, we'd buy two bags of Kraft Jet Puff marshmallows <laughs> because we know one go up in flames. And then we put the other one on. Yes! It's yeah. like pine nuts. Have you ever tried to toast pine nuts and not burn them oh the my first gosh. time? I always leave the package out because you know they're going to get burnt. Coming up, Ina shares one of her favorite holiday hosting tips. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
you've hosted Thanksgiving dinners. What's the one thing as host you need to be cognizant of when it comes to your dinner? I think particularly for Thanksgiving, but for every dinner, what everybody likes to eat. Because, you know, you've invited people you love. You want to make sure they all have something they love to eat. Sure. So sometimes there's a vegetarian at the dinner. So I don't make something just for the vegetarian. What I make sure is there's enough for a vegetarian to eat. Right. And so they can pass up the turkey and have everything else. Um, so I just think it's it's important to just make sure everybody's well taken care of. Without them feeling singled out mm. as like, this is the meal for all of us. And that's, that's right. what you're going to have. Yeah. And so I think that's really true for any dinner, but particularly Thanksgiving. Especially if you're the host. Yeah, because, I mean, I only invite people I love. I want them to be happy. Here's the the, the mystery, and, and I, my, Deborah thinks I, I put my parents on a pedestal, and I, yeah, I do. That's it's, not it's a not bad that, thing to do. It's not that high. <laughs> uh, but I never quite understood. I mean, I've got this nice professional stove in my house with two ovens and the whole nine. My mother had a small four-burner magic Isn't chef. That amazing? cooktop and a little oven and somehow everything came out on time the same time and and hot how do we do that how do we time it out so that everything comes out at the right time together i don't know how she did it but the way i do it and i do this for dinner for four or i do it for thanksgiving for 12 is i make a schedule so I literally, when I'm doing the menu, I write out a schedule at 3 o'clock, turn on the oven. Mm-hmm. At 3.30, put the turkey in the oven. Um, I literally do when I should start making something and when it should go into the oven, when it should come out. And then I know that everything's done at 7.30 when everybody arrives. So, And Thanksgiving is actually um, a good one to do because you can make the turkey early. You can make the vegetables very often in advance to reheat. Uh, And while the turkey's resting, which is about a half an hour, everything goes back in the oven to be reheated. So there's there's a timing thing that works really well. And then everything goes on on the table. Okay, so far we've boiled the potatoes. Don't forget to add the salt. Smashed them up, mixed in some cream and butter. And now, flavor time. I'm going to fold the rest of the ingredients in. I'm going to add two things that are going to be great flavor. Half a cup of sour cream, because sour cream's always good. Could you substitute like a a full-fat yogurt or something? Sure, I bet you could, yeah. And a half a cup of Parmesan cheese. Ah. And lots of salt and pepper. Two teaspoons of salt. Look at that pepper shaker for you. And you want to do the pepper? And about a teaspoon of pepper, a lot of pepper. That sounds good, right? I like that. Listen to that. (laughs) That's a really nice pepper mill. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I think that's it. The final pepper. <laughs> and then you want to get the, the rest of the milk and okay. cream. And we're just going to add it until it's really nice and creamy. Let's see. Okay. I would just put all of it on. I oh. think it really needs it. Yeah. Because they're, they're really kind of thick. You want them really creamy. Mm-hmm. Now, could you make this ahead of time? You can. You know what it is, is there are a couple of things you can do. You could put it in a baking dish, uh-huh. sprinkle it with a little uh, Parmesan cheese, right. and put it in the oven and reheat it. Oh. But, you know, the easiest thing is to take a bowl, mm-hmm. a heat-proof bowl, put it on a pot of boiling water, right. and just keep it warm for like half an hour. And I just add a little more milk or cream or something mm-hmm. like that to keep it thin. Or butter. Or butter. Yeah. <laughs> Butter's always good. So... That was pretty easy. For yeah, that really was. Smashed and, potatoes. And, and no peeling and mixed in a mixer. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> what do you like for Thanksgiving? Here's the thing. Uh, I like almost everything. Yeah. Uh, I could do without the turkey. 
Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah, you know, I think it's so interesting because usually the turkey's overcooked and yes, it's dry right. and it's boring, mm-hmm. but it's all the vegetables, oh, it's all the sides. It's the, so sides. Like, it's the, the I make bread pudding instead mm-hmm. of stuffing. I, all the like, vegetables have so much texture. Right. Chipotle smash sweet potatoes. I like to roast Brussels sprouts. Roasted Brussels roasted sprouts. Roasted carrots. Yeah. Is Thanksgiving your favorite holiday? Absolutely. Why? Um, I just like that, unlike Christmas, which has so much going on. Yeah. It's just your favorite people are invited for dinner, and everything is absolutely delicious. Right. Um, I love to make, um, instead of stuffing for the turkey, I make um, a savory bread pudding. Huh. I mean, stuffing's delicious. Yes. But... When you make a bread pudding instead, it's creamy on the bottom and crispy on the top, so it's got more texture. And so I make a um, a leek and mushroom bread pudding mm. or a um, an apple and herb bread pudding. So it's got lots of flavors and textures, mm. and it just goes with everything else. I like the turkey to make the stuffing in, but I also do an, uh, another big batch of it, like bake it in the oven, and then mix the two so oh, that they're a little wet and dry. And by the time you average it out, it should be the right consistency. The reason why I prefer not to stuff the turkey is because in order to get the stuffing cooked, mm-hmm. I feel like you have to overcook the turkey. Right. So if the heat can get into the middle, and I do it the way I do a chicken with herbs and lemon and garlic in the cavity, mm-hmm. um, the turkey will cook in like two or two and a half hours. Oh. And so the turkey is really moist. If right. you stuff it, in order to get the stuffing cooked all the way through, and you need to do that mm-hmm. to be safe, um, I feel like the turkey's overcooked. Right. So that's why I like to do the stuffing separately as a bread pudding. I've never heard of anybody dying from, from stuffing. <laughs> I, I, I'm, and they, maybe they did, and the, and the coroner they just didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't want to put down death due to stuffing. Because that would... Overstuffed? Yeah. Very good. <laughs> that was Very good. <laughs> yes. And that's why I'm a garden, ladies and gentlemen, the queen of cooking. I love it. Once you've got everything cooked, buffet style or sit down, pass around the dish? I like buffet style Mm -hmm. because I think then everybody gets up and gets what they like and they can pass up what they don't like and then they can come back and they can go have seconds and it's no big deal. I always feel like if there's... If all the bowls are on the table, it's like they're half-empty bowls of who knows what. And it just takes up. It doesn't look good. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I've never done that. I've always done buffet style. And usually in the room, you know. So um, very often we'll eat in the kitchen. So I'll do it on the kitchen counter. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes things can just sit on the stove, you know, just huh. bubbling away. I can't imagine this would have happened to you. But have you had anything go wrong me? At Thanksgiving? Something go wrong? Yeah. Never happens. No? No. But I know about other people that things have gone wrong. <laughs> actually, a friend of mine, I had done, actually, the last wedding that I ever catered um, was hers. And um, it was in, a, in, in like October. Mm-hmm. And she called me in November and said, you know, I, I, I want to make a Thanksgiving dinner for my new husband. But um, I just, I don't know, I've never cooked like that. So I said to her, okay, so this is what you do. Think of a turkey as like a large chicken. So... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to cook it the same way you cook a chicken, just for a little longer. I told her exactly how to make it. And she put the turkey in the oven, and she said to her and her husband, let's go for a walk, it's going to be an hour, and then I'll come back and baste it. And she came back and couldn't open the oven door. And it turns out she had set the oven on clean. Oh, no. Not on, not on the temperature I told her to set it on. So her husband had to actually literally unscrew the oven door to get the turkey out. And I was like, what did you do? And she said, well, I served it. She said, it was very clean. <laughs> <laughs>
So I think everybody has a Thanksgiving disaster story. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, you just get through it and you do, do the best you can. When we come back, the best part of Thanksgiving, leftovers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So dinner's over. You got, you know, Tupperware containers of stuff and foil-wrapped packages in your in your fridge. What do you like to do Thanksgiving leftover-wise? Well, actually, I have a thing about Thanksgiving leftovers. I think the guests want to have leftovers, too. Ah. So, I mean, I've literally on occasion done a second Thanksgiving dinner where mm. they have a whole turkey to take home and extra stuffing. Because everybody wants... Sandwiches the next day, right? So, and actually one year, we all decided I was going to make Thanksgiving dinner the day before, and we were going to have Thanksgiving dinner was going to be actually turkey sandwiches, (laughs) (laughs) which was really fun. (laughs) So so where do you stand on the turkey sandwich uh, leftover construction? Uh, What's the best way to maximize? This this is the flavor profile of turkey, turkey sandwich? Yes. Good question. I don't think I've ever really studied that. I just put everything on the table and everybody makes their own sandwiches. Uh-huh. So what's your, what's your fr- well, flavor profile? I, I like, uh, uh, I start with a, a good crusty bread, yeah. uh, mayo, the turkey, some stuffing, yeah, some cranberry sauce. Exactly. It's just what I would a do. A little more mayo. Yeah. And then cut it. That sounds great. Yes. That sounds really good. A little sweet, a little salty. Every once in a while, I like a little um, uh, chipotle smashed sweet potatoes in there. Ooh. That might be good, right? Ooh. You know, somebody came on the show, and I think using leftover uh, sweet potatoes made waffles. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, just put the waffles in the waffle iron, closed it up, and... You know what I love? I love when somebody takes... I, I hate leftovers. I just hate them. We don't even put them in the refrigerator. Really? Because I just... I, it, then you're just heating it up, and it's never as good as it was the first time, right? This is why I love Ina Garden. <laughs> this is a not. big fight in my family. I hate leftovers. But what I love to do is take leftovers and make them into something totally separate. Ah. It's totally different. Mm-hmm. So if you make risotto, leftover um, risotto can become risotto cakes. It's something completely different. Or leftover sweet potatoes become sweet potato waffles. It's a great idea. Wow. Let's get back to the fabulous smashed potatoes. They're done. And now, the presentation. 
So I was thinking we'd put it in a saute pan to keep okay. it nice and warm. Ooh. How's that? Is that a good idea? Sure. Okay. Here, you got the, are you in charge of that? Well, I do. Okay. So. You're in charge of that. I mean, you can put it in a big bowl, but mm-hmm. I thought it's very Thanksgiving to serve it in a pan. And then if you want to reheat it, yeah, you just put it right, right in the oven. It's one How's last that? thing. One less thing to clean. You've done this before, right? Well, once or twice. Although <laughs> I'm I'm the type of person in my house, it, it rarely makes it from the bowl. <laughs> the chef has to taste it first, right? That looks fantastic. Does that look good? A little Parmesan cheese on top. You know what it is? I like when people know what it is mm-hmm. by what's what's on top. Oh, okay. So, so they know it's going to be Parmesan. You give them a visual cue. Yeah. Perfect. So well done. Well, thank you. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Parmesan smashed potatoes. Wow! Could you could you put that like say under the broiler and just kind of yeah you could get, get a, a little, little crusty top, crusty give it a top. little more texture, and, right. and actually the cheese would melt a little bit, which would be good. Wow! Good idea. Oh boy! <laughs> Luckily, Ina's got someone at home, a taster who lets her know if her recipes are working. Is Jeffrey, in a sense, your barometer for what what's going to be the good? worst barometer? Is he really the worst? Notice how I slipped a little weather thing in there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Jeffrey, for those of you who don't know, is Ina's husband. Well, he's the worst barometer? I've never made something for him that he didn't say, this is the best thing you've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> he's just terrible. So he's not very discerning. No, not very discerning at all. <laughs> so if Jeffrey says it's fantastic, yes, you're like, yeah, maybe I'm going to get somebody else. <laughs> somebody with a little more discerning taste. But then I think he also thinks that if he ever says, oh, this isn't quite as good as everything else, I'll stop cooking for him. Uh-huh. So he's a smart guy. Right? Well, he married you. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey, hey, look, it's no secret. The, the two of you are, uh, I mean, you, you guys are what I think all of us try to aspire to. Oh, uh, and that's not to say you, that, you, you you know, you guys have a perfect marriage. You've like, that's you're pretty human. great. You're human. <laughs> it's but you, actually great. You have a great marriage. That's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> when people look at that and ask you about it, what what do you tell, I'm sure people ask you, what's the secret? <laughs> Nora Ephron used to say when people asked her about her um, marriage, she'd say, it's three words. She's, she'd say, marry an Italian. <laughs> and I would say it's two words, marry Jeffrey. I mean, he's just a sweetheart. He's mm-hmm. just a kind, funny, smart, um, generous. Uh, he just wants me to be happy. And I want the same thing for him. It's really not complicated. When did you realize you had that knack, that certain something that, you know, to to entertain, to to nourish people, to to give them something besides a plain meal, that that there was something else attached to it. Well, you know, when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to cook. Wait, so what? I wasn't allowed to cook. I wasn't allowed in the kitchen. Why? I don't know. I think my mother just wanted me in my room, and she wanted the kitchen to herself. And so she said, well, it's your job to study. It's my job to cook and just get out of the kitchen. So I kind of always wanted to do it. And I got married when I was 20. And I think that's when I started to think I love cooking. I taught myself how to cook with, as as you know, the Craig Gleiborn's, um New York Times cookbook, and then later Julia Child's Mastering the Art of French Cooking. And I just started, you know, I was always working. When I was working in Washington, I'd come home at night and cook. And I just loved it. And at some point I thought, I want to do this for my work, not just for fun. Is, is that a lesson for folks? I think what I was craving as a child is connecting with people. And I felt that if you feed them, they always show up and you have a good time together. And that was the connection I loved. So I kept doing it over and over again. And now the moment we've all been waiting for. Time to eat. So, you want to try it? Sure. Try it and see how it is. 
We're not even going to put it on a dish. <laughs> Gentlemen, going, start your forks. <laughs> See, now that's good. That's not so bad, right? No, and it's got a little cheesy. Just and just also the sour of... cream has a little bit of um, a tang to mm -hmm. it, and the Parmesan cheese. It's pretty good. I think. It's, See, that's, that's fantastic. Good. Thank you. That is really Have good. I converted you? Thank See, you. Well, because I moved from mashed to smashed. You know. <laughs> well, and it's got good. texture, and I like the the skins. Yeah, it's the kind skins. of earthy. And the parmesan, it gives it a, a, a brightness about it. This is terrific. Thank you. I love it. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening, and I'm not above begging. If you like what you heard, please give Cooking Up a Storm a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to tell your friends and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And do somebody you don't like a favor. Tell them about this as well. Cooking Up a Storm with Al Roker is produced by Ursula Summer and Phoebe Curran, along with researcher Rachel Young and audio engineer Bob Mallory. Our culinary team is led by Anthony Contrino and Carrie Parente with Stevie Stewart and Dawn Miller. Original music by Tavon Pennicott. Bryson Barnes is our technical director. Mina Kathuria is our executive producer. Soraya Gage is our general manager, and Madeline Herringer, our head of editorial. And I've run out of names, so just add your own. How did I do? You were fantastic, <laughs> but what a surprise. <laughs> Anna Garden did something really good. I mean, what are the odds? Because it's not like oh, you've no. ever done this before. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.